It's time again for your Portland Morning Brew. Casual conversations with business, city, and community leaders and influencers. Get to know your neighbors. News, views, and events, all centered around our community. Now here's your host, Troy Holden. Welcome back to the Portland Morning Brew. This is our weekly Chamber of Commerce podcast where we talk to local people about their businesses, what they're doing, and the services they offer. I don't know about some people, but I tell you what, I feel like it's spring. I have got uh, what feels like spring allergies, and it's it's here it is late January. But today we want to welcome Jess Soro. Jess is here from First Call Staffing in Portland. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you, and uh, I, I have tried to do my research and understand a little more about the company, but first, let's talk a little about you. Are you a Portlandite, or are you from another area? Well, um, always been a Tennessean, grew up down in Nashville, mm-hmm. but I have been a Portland resident for a little over 15 years now, so I'd like okay. to say I'm I'm part of the group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've been here about that long too, so I I know exactly what you mean. I think yeah. I I think I came I came to White House in 2000 and ended up over in Portland around 2001 or 2. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, yeah, I've been up here quite a while. Feel like I'm nice. part of it. I go back home to uh, I'm from Murfreesboro and when I go back home I just feel lost. It's not the same place it was when I was a kid. I tell you what, it's not. Uh, no, it's huge. You're growing here in Tennessee like crazy. It is. It's amazing. It is really amazing. <clears throat> the other thing I noticed about First Call is you guys really have a lot of offices and a lot of footprint in Indiana, which I guess is the home base of the company. But uh, tell us how they ended up in Portland. Well, so um, Rita Zoller started our company in 1991. And I mean, they just started plugging right on along around that time. Um, her her vision for the company was to expand. Um, she wanted to provide this service to as many people, uh, whether it be there in Indiana or another state. And like you said, we do have a, a pretty good footprint. Um, so, you know, as, as they started marketing and kind of leaving their stamp or uh, brand in each area it it just took off from there um Mm -hmm. we are the we're the only staffing side here in tennessee but we do have our quality division out this way as well so um we're kind of intertwined in in several different things that we have the staffing side we have the Mm -hmm. quality side and we have recently implemented a professional placement side as well um so that's kind of nationwide. Um, we have the ability, we've got some really awesome software and we have the ability to do a lot of virtual stuff now. Um, you know, COVID kind of pushed everybody in that direction though. So I, mm-hmm. I think um, that's that's really been successful implementing that as well. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Now, um, you had mentioned she had started in 1991. Was the thing to get into more of the industrial, the professional side, or tell us a little bit more about where you guys concentrate? Uh, So, back then, um, I know they were doing a lot of food industry. They did the industrial industry. Um, I, I think they were just trying to find a good home, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know some of our other branches still offer services to a lot of those other industries, uh, but here we mainly focus on the industrial area. We do have some other placements as well, um, but that is up the bulk of our staffing. Okay. Okay. So the um, the services that you or the companies that you guys reach out to mostly here, um, I, I know this is a very industrial area. I was really surprised when I came up here um, looking at a town of at the time, you know, I don't know, there were maybe 7,500 people at the time and there were like 10,000 employees in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, t- tell me about the challenges you guys run into with all the industry that's here and having to keep them filled up with people. Uh, what kind of challenges are you guys running into? Um, the challenges kind of vary, to be really honest with you. Uh, it's I'd say it's almost on um, a day-to-day basis. Um, Sometimes it can be finding the right people for the specific job. Um, Sometimes it can just be lack of jobs for an applicant. You know, they come in and they've got all this great experience, but they may not fit with some of our skilled positions that we have available. So, um, you know, that that can kind of present a challenge in and of itself as well. yeah, it, it's a it's a large variation, to be really honest with you. Um, it it doesn't all flow the way it it sounds like it should flow um, mm-hmm. sometimes in this industry. Um, you know, I, I think we are uh, part of many other agencies or one of many other agencies in the area. And I think mm-hmm. we all kind of sometimes we have the same pool of people and maybe the the applicant has already been to that place through another agency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, again, just a variation. Right, right. Are you seeing some um, some swings back to somewhat normal after we went through all the stuff in COVID and people wanting to stay home or is it still a pretty tough market out there. It is still a tough market. Um, I, I do think there were a lot of changes that impacted our industry after COVID. Uh, I don't know that there will ever be any normalcy of what you and I, or maybe even other people would feel would lump into what we would consider normalcy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I pretty much think that this might be the new norm. Um, right. You know, people have the option to DoorDash now or Instacart now to where they know that they can kind of go out and make that schedule on their own. And we've got a lot of our applicants that say that they do that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and that presents its own challenges as well. Right. We're, we're working on set schedules here, you know, so it, it really, uh, there's no one size fits all anymore. I can tell mm-hmm. you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure there's still a large pool of people who just want a regular job. They don't want to deal with, you know, I don't want to keep up with stuff on my phone and run around in my car and and have to do this whenever they call me. You know, I want to go to work in the morning, come home in the afternoon. There's, you know, there's still a lot of people surely that that still enjoy that lifestyle and they want that lifestyle. And, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, uh, they're out there and yes, it could be some of the folks that are a little older, maybe who are more settled into that and then don't want to fool with that stuff. But, uh, you know, heck, this is, it's America. We got to make stuff. We got to have factories. We got to have distribution. We got to have all these things and, uh, we got to have people to do those things. And it just amazes me, I guess, to, to watch all the change and all the things that are happening that, uh, you know, we can't all work from home. You know, it just, it just doesn't work. Unfortunately, we've, 
we've got to have an economy that's robust and make things and and uh yeah so i I don't know it's the push i guess on on uh even in the schools and stuff now you know i'm so glad to see that that here we offer so many different paths for our students you know they can go into an industrial student they can go into Uh this they can you know take a trades path and or they can be taking their college path and i think that's great because we have to have everything and uh I, I guess that's what I was getting at with what you guys are doing, um, having to see that there is a balance. Yeah, things have changed and you're dealing with a whole lot more than what a service like this dealt with when it opened back in the 1990s, right. for sure. But I'll tell you, um, I, I feel like the software companies have done fabulous about trying to make sure that they are also keeping up with all these different changes that have that have kind of entered our workforce now. Um, You know, we have abilities that we didn't used to have through Mm -hmm. our software programming. Um, You know, we we have the ability to pipeline people. We have the ability to create hot lists for people that we feel we may not have something for them at that time. But, you know, they they come in, they tell us, okay, we're looking for this specific shift with these hours. This is when we're available. This is what our work history is. Um, And we can put them on a hot list based around their schedules um, Mm -hmm. and kind of accommodate them that way, you know? So I I feel like our software, even though the workforce isn't, isn't necessarily that one size fits all anymore. I feel like the software is kind of um, streamlining to where it allows us to, to better utilize. um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think, I think everybody's kind of making those necessary changes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. The workforce is definitely different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all changed. And and like you said, we've, we have to change with it. We have to find mm-hmm. a way to change with it or you don't survive. The uh, Yeah, I know back before I got out of manufacturing a few years ago, you know, it was right after all of this had hit and the adjustments that we were making weekly, you know, was just amazing. I mean, we had to, you had to, uh, you had people that only needed or wanted to work three days a week. And you had people that wanted to be in there on a regular schedule and you had people that could come in later in the day, but they couldn't, you know, they couldn't get there at uh, 6 a.m. when we had our day shift start time, they could be there at eight and uh, they would be mm-hmm. happy to work later. So we had all kinds of overlapping and, you know, supervisors were like, I mean, uh, I'm only supposed to have 12 people. Now I'm responsible for 17 because you got all this overlap, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and everybody had to adjust. There was a lot of adjustment going on and it was just part of it. You know, it's just what you have to do if you're going to be in, in the in the industry right now. It's fast changing, fast moving. Um, so do you guys, um, when I, I know earlier I looked and it mentioned light industrial and professional, I noticed a lot of the postings were very, uh, I guess more toward industrial. I saw everything from, you know, working on, working in tool and dye to, to light manufacturing, but tell us about some of the different availabilities that you have in our area. So, um, I mean, we have pretty much anything as far as assembly. We've got some press operator positions. We have maintenance positions available. Um, From time to time, we will have CNC machinists come available. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you talked about the school trying to intertwine and and try to create that pipeline for students. Um, 
we don't work directly with TCAT up here, but I know they have a welding program and and we offer welding positions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I feel like we we have a very big variety and selection of jobs. Uh, it's just those different schedules that sometimes can't necessarily accommodate someone's schedule, you know. Right, 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 for sure. Um, you, you also mentioned quality inspection, which is a big part of industrial business anymore because, mm-hmm. I know, especially in the automotive world, it was always we found one part with a ding in it and we want you to inspect the next six shipments. And mm-hmm. like, really, you found one. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter how you feel, you know, when that comes back, you have to do what that client and that customer ask. So do, do you guys do a lot of that up here as well? I noticed that's a big part of the business on the website. So we that our quality division kind of steps in and kind of mans that side of everything. Um, mm-hmm. But we do offer that, yes. Um you know, like you said, a customer has a danger. Um, they they get hit from the their customer, um, and they say, you know, we we've got so off so many parts that are um, that are coming back bad. Mm-hmm. We need a third party to come in. That's where our quality division would kind of step in, and they would be that third party, kind of gotcha. taking us out. Um, not that we don't want to have that relationship. We still want to have that relationship, but it kind of allows them to come in, take care of everything, and not n- really interfere with the the partnership that's that's currently in place. Mm-hmm. Because right, even right. though it's still first call, it's it's really just our it. It's a third party still, you know. Yeah, they would see that as a different group, not not who they're mm-hmm. directly working with. That makes sense. And I know a lot of times the uh, the end users they request that it has to be a totally different, separate third party yes. for those inspections. That happens a lot. It is a really uh, yeah, and I, my, most of my history is automotive, but it is you know it it can be really dicey when there's an issue going on. It just uh, amazes me sometimes. I used to not fully understand it, but as I got deeper into it and I saw the difference between, you know, Honda and Ford and how they handle things and this company and that company and some just wanted to call you in and beat you up for two hours in a small <laughs> crowded room and and then the others were great. They would want to work with you and help you figure out what the root cause was and fix the problem. Right. And you know, so it's it's really good. But I understand their third party thing and that's a great service to offer. Um let's be sure we cover all the contact information because we want to give everybody uh, equal opportunity to find you guys, whether it's website, phone, Facebook, how can they get in touch with First Call? So if you want to go old-fashioned and just give us a call, you can reach us at 615-325-2022. If you'd rather reach out via text message, we have a text line, and that's going to be 615-325-2267. You can also reach us by email, and that's going to be portland at fcqs.com. Or um, let's see, what are our other options? Oh, you can re- you can go to our website if you'd like to find more information on us. Uh, our website is going to be firstcallinc.com. 
Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Website's really good. There's a lot of great information there. If you're looking and curious about their company and how, uh, how they are established, very established company, where are you guys physically located? Uh, aren't you on the, the main drag here in Portland? We are. We're at 816 South Broadway. 816. Is that a house? It is. We're, um, we're in the uh, little, uh, 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 uh. the mm -hmm. one with the carport on the end. Yep, that's us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I used to rent that for my real estate business a long time ago. Yeah. Really? Yeah, sure did. That was one of the offices I was in before I went down to the little brick building uh, that was a dentist office across from uh, the new drugstore. Uh, yeah, okay. Light, Lighthouse Realty. Um, okay. Yep. Yeah, I started that a long time ago, about 12 years wow. ago. And then, uh, <laughs> then Nathan uh, Nathan took it over, and uh, and he just recently moved down to a different house. I think the second one passed the stoplight down there if you go out okay. of town. So, okay. yeah, he stayed in that town or in that uh, building for a long time, over 10, 10, 12 years. So it was pretty neat. Yeah, but I started out right there in that uh, same place. I was there for just not very long, about six months. But, uh, yeah, yeah, very familiar with that. When you, I thought, is that them? That is them. <laughs> okay, that's neat. That's very well, neat. Well, I hope we grow like you did, and maybe we'll establish to the point where we need – where we kind of outgrow this place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll work out great. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jess, thanks for joining us, folks. This is uh, Jess Soro at First Call Staffing here in Portland, light industrial professional. It sounds like they uh, are set up to take care of you. Uh, First Call Inc., that's INC.com, great website. They've been around since uh, the company has since 1991. It's hard to believe that's over 30 years. Uh, the 90s don't seem like that long ago to some of us, but uh, over 30 years experience, they know what they're doing. Um, like she mentioned, also the quality inspection side of the business. Uh, if you are searching for something, you may want to stop by and, and talk to them about what they've got to offer. And Jess, thanks so much for dropping in with us. And uh, we wish you guys all the very best. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I hope you have a good rest of the week. Thank you. This was the Portland Morning Brew with Troy Holden. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to the Portland Chamber of Commerce. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Be sure and visit the Chamber's Facebook page for more information. Thanks for listening, and join us again soon.